Tonight on Locked on Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks have now lost six in a row. Raquel is out. But hey, the Ducks are having fun at least, right? Oh boy. Yeah. We'll talk about that on tonight's Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Friday night, everyone. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And joining me tonight is Sarah Avampato from Locked on LA Kings. Sarah, how are you enjoying SoCal? I can't believe I'm being strong-armed into talking about the Ducks. Well, considering that you did watch Friday's game. I mean, yes. Yes. But we're going to talk about Thursday's game, too, because you saw one clip of it, which is not a good clip. Not at all. But as we mentioned earlier in the week, Ducks fans, it's early. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And speaking of marathons, yay, 26.2 miles. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about that later on tonight. So the Ducks did play what I thought was a very strong effort Thursday night against the Buffalo Sabres. For what it's worth, they came back to earn a point. They were down 3 nothing. They could have just folded over and given up, and they did not. Granted, they only got one point out of Buffalo, which, by the way, the Buffalo Sabres, they're not looking too bad this season. Stanley Cup contender Buffalo Sabres, book it! No, no, they are not going to win the Stanley Cup. As as we talk about on betonline.ag ads, don't bet on the Buffalo Sabres to win the Stanley Cup. Or but would bet. you bet on Don Granato to win the Coach Award? Oh! That has nothing to do with the subject of the show, but I just thought about it. I just thought about that, too. That's a little interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we won't talk about the Sabres goals. We'll talk about the Ducks goals instead because the Ducks were behind 3 nothing midway through the game. And then Troy Terry happened, and I'm going to keep saying that Troy Terry's going to tear it up this season. He's going to score 20 goals. Or at least I'm hoping so because I did make that prediction. And then the old guy, Adam Henrique, scored later in the second. And then later on, Benoit smash. Simon Benoit got his first NHL goal. Aren't you glad to see him with Anaheim and not the San Diego goals? Yeah, I mean, could the Ducks call up all of the good players from the goals so I don't have to deal with them anymore? Oh, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Because what happened during this game, this was kind of late in the game, is Ricard Raquel, uh, he crashed into the boards trying to forecheck with uh, Will Butcher from the Buffalo Sabres. And the way that play looked, and this one you did watch, Mm -hmm. where Raquel seemed to lose an edge and kind of crashed onto the boards, onto his left shoulder, it looked like he jammed his shoulder. It looked unpleasant, is what it looked like. Now, speaking from personal experience, I mean, I know what that corner's like. I've gotten injured like that. I've actually injured my left shoulder to a play very similar to that. So I kind of know what he's going through, except mine was worse than Raquel's injury, (laughs) because he's only going to be out for... About a week, maybe a little bit longer. I think it'll be a little bit longer than a week, personally, because when you jam your shoulder like that, it's going to stick around for a little bit, isn't it? I I have been led to believe so, yes. Yes. So, guess who's taking his spot on the roster? Sam Carrick again? Not Sam Carrick. I have no idea which position Vinny Letary. Oh, yeah, that's right. Someone that we talked about on yesterday's podcast, mm-hmm. and I think we both made the point that someone like Vinny Letary is a tweener, he should get, like, his last stand to call up. So good for Letary to get yeah. called up to the Ducks. We'll see what he can do. He might get a game or two. Yeah. 
I mean, you're going to need bodies, so. Yeah, considering all the other injuries that have happened recently, especially, oh boy, I, I feel bad for guys getting hurt for the entire year. That one sucked. Yeah. But losing Raquel also hurts because he was their leading goal scorer at the time of the injury. At the time. What do the Ducks do in the in the interim, like, as far as filling his role? I mean, we saw on Friday how they filled his role. But, I mean, what else can be done? I mean, is there anyone else in San Diego vaguely competent enough I mean, to Let- come up? Letary's okay. I mean, yeah. at what point do you say... Maybe bring up the other young kid. Maybe Jacob Perot mm. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but the end of that game wasn't good for the Ducks. They ended up losing in overtime because Rasmus Asplund scored the game-winning goal in overtime because, of course, Buffalo, the Buffalo Sabres, beat the Anaheim Ducks even though the Ducks outshot them, outplayed them for the second half of the game, and still lost. But, hey, they fought back to get a point. This is a theme. Yeehaw. This is going to be a theme today, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's no no spoilers for the other Ducks game that happened, but yeah, this is a theme. This is a theme. Uh, We're going to head right into the first intermission right away, but let's talk about everyone's favorite protein bar in all the land, which is Built Bar. Yes. They come in several fantastic flavors, and I love the cookie dough chunk. That saved my butt today. It is pretty darn delicious. And I didn't realize this. So here's the cool thing about Built Bar is that they always have kind of special edition flavors. So some of our favorite flavors you might not even be able to find until something cool happens. What I didn't realize was that they have both like the regular cookie chunk and then the dark chocolate cookie chunk thing. I was surprised to realize that. Wait till the holidays. I've said this time and time again, when the white chocolate flavors come out for the holidays, Keep an eye out for that. So if you want to check out all those fun flavors, head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. And what will that get you, Sarah? Uh, That will get you 15% off your order. Yeah. Off your next order of Built Bar. Eat responsibly. Mm -hmm. And it's also the best tasting protein bar ever. Mm -hmm. You know. All right. We're going to come back after this first intermission, and we're going to talk about the other game. Hmm. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of TLOPN or Tlopin. And I'm joined by Sarah Avampato from Locked on LA Kings. How did you enjoy Friday's Ducks game? Well, it was cool when Vegas suffered. That was neat. Yeah. And then it wasn't cool in the shootout. Well, an attempt was made. An attempt? You know, a valiant attempt was made. Yeah. Because the first period... It was all Vegas. And what I mean by all Vegas is at one point they were out shooting the Ducks. 10 zip. To start the game. bad. The first seven minutes of the game was 10 zip. That's beyond bad, isn't it? I I believe so, yeah. Um, I I think that the final shot count in that first period, the Ducks had, or the, the Golden Knights had more shots than some teams get in a whole game. So, 
Ow. But true, that's a but true ow. statement. <laughs> there was a game the other day that I feel like the Coyotes had like 10 shots on it or something. That's true. But the Ducks somehow managed eight shots on goal. Somehow. But Vegas had 21. That's awful. 21 shots on goal to eight. And Vegas only scored once. One goal. This was this was the John Gibson show at yes. the start. I think you actually said like, it's time to get the taser. Right. Like I, if I were John Gibson, I would simply fight all of my teammates. <laughs> how, how many times can John Gibson bail out the ducks? How many games has he played? A lot of them. Uh, then that many. That many. Now John Gibson has played. I want to say five games now. Poor John Gibson. He tries so hard, and yes, his safe percentage, actually six games now, including tonight, his safe percentage is still 908. That's still pretty good. His goals against the 307, that's not bad considering the amount of shots the Ducks give up. And for the third time already this season, the Ducks allowed over 40 shots. Again. That's awful. Yeah. I, I can't remember... A Ducks team, aside from the one I mentioned a few um, shows ago, where the Ducks had that happen 16 times in a season, they're getting close to that territory very quickly. Oh, no, but you're only like six, seven games? Eight games. Eight? That's, oh, yikes. Yeah. It, it's really bad. So the second period, it was pretty much all Vegas once again. Nicholas Hay got in there. The Ducks were lucky. They were damn lucky. That it wasn't more goals for Vegas because guess who scored his second goal of the season? <gasps> Trevor Zegras. Trevor Zegras. I'm so happy that he's finally, finally getting off the schneid. And even more happy that they paired him up with Sonny Milano. We've both seen him play up close. We've both seen him in the AHL, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 So we've, we've covered him. Yeah. He's got the capability. He's got the talent. Yeah. He's got the skating speed. And something that I know he did with the Monsters is he was very plucky in the corners mm-hmm. and had a good forecheck. That hasn't changed. I don't know how he was when you covered him. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that he, he always kind of showed that promise. He's just a guy who has always struggled to stay healthy. And then when he has been healthy, you know, there's always been kind of the, like, attitude issue or effort issue or whatever that, you know, it, for a player like him could be also realizing that this might be his last crack at it, at, at, you know, earning an NHL spot. So I've only heard about the attitude stuff minimally. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not on the level of Daniel Sprong. Right. Who's a head case. (laughs) When you compare Sprong to Milano. Yeah. I'd rather have Sonny Milano 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. And he's got the youth and the talent. Yeah. A little more than Daniel Sprong. Oh, also, Uncle Rico starting to get involved in the Ducks' offense. Uh, what I did notice mid-game was that that line changed. When it started, it was Comtois, Zegris, and Sonny Milano. Halfway through the game, they switched out Max Comtois for Adam Henrique. And Comtois has really struggled a lot so far this season. I, I kind of feel bad for him. Like, he's been put in a difficult spot. He was down in the fourth line already. And he's been shuffled around again tonight. We could see the same thing happening, where he might just be on the fourth line for Sunday's game, I think. Which seems, I don't know, kind of not the right path for him. 
considering the season he had last season, you're surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, but just to quickly go over that game, Vegas did score two goals quickly, making a 4-1. The Ducks could have folded. They could have folded, and they didn't. They scored three quick goals in succession. Troy Terry from Bo Grew. And guess who got his franchise tie 988th points? Uh-oh. Yeah. The big guy. The big guy. Ryan Getzloff, the captain. He is now tied for the most points in franchise history right up there with, do you know this? Tame Solani. Yeah, 10 points. 10 points for Sarah. Getzloff and Solani tied atop the leaderboard. I bet you Tamu Solani is going to be at the pond on Sunday. Yeah, he it's, should be. He absolutely should be. What else is he doing? Uh, he's working on his restaurant. Yeah, hanging out, tweeting. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> he can show up to a game. Yeah, thanks, Tamu. So, uh, but that was a beautiful goal. But the Isaac Lundestrom goal was also just as nice. But the best goal for my money of the night was the game time goal. Because everybody went to work on that goal. I will give a lot of credit to Trevor Zegris for pushing on the edge boards and getting that nifty pass to Kevin Shattenkirk. Yes, Kevin Shattenkirk, who got it from the point, and there was a nice tip in from Adam Henrique that just went under his glove. You saw, you mm-hmm. broke down that play. That was a gorgeous play altogether. Yeah, it was. It was very pretty. Yeah, it was very pretty. Not just because it was an Adam Henry goal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because Adam Henry. Right. Actually, the goal that I thought was the most fun was the one from Trevor Zegris. Yeah. Because for some reason, all of Vegas decided to just let Trevor Zegris waltz right up to the net. <laughs> and like, listen, I cover the Kings, so I'm not like... Friend of the show to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I understand, but I'm still not rooting for you, except for against Vegas. Like, I want anyone to beat Vegas. But, like, how the heck... It, Trevor Zegris, like, did they think... It, who did they think he was? How do you just leave him alone Let's see in what front we of want the to net? Say. How the hell do you leave him that open? Right. It was literally... He was point blank in front of Leonard because... <laughs> And the pass, I don't remember who made the pass. Sonny Milano. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, the pass from Sonny Milano was very smart behind the net. Like, just a quick look over his shoulder before he, he passed it. But it's, he, he... He was right. Like... Freaking there. Awesome for him. You know how many defenders were all around? Yeah. Four. Yeah. You know how many were next to Trevor Zegras? None. None. You were laughing at that one. Like, how does that happen? Like, I don't... I, I'm i loving Vegas being, like, average. <laughs> it just feels real good in my soul. Oh, I love seeing Vegas disrespected like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, good job on Sonny Milano to draw two defenders. Mm-hmm. But that behind-the-back pass. Mm, chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah. But for my money, just because of the immensity of the moment, yeah. I like the game time goal a little bit better yeah just because once Henrik stuck his stick up you could see where the puck was going Leonard was about to get it mm-hmm. and as soon as Henrik got a stick on it yeah it went just under the glove yeah very sneaky that was a good goal and, and all started by Kevin Shattenkirk right yeah yeah hey you know what Kevin Shattenkirk is having a resurgent season weird after all the crap he went through last season 
it's good to see him finally getting some points for the Ducks and being among the team leaders. Weird. I know. And Max Comtois, I, I don't know what's happened with Comtois right now. Kevin Shattenkirk stole his powers. Oh, we're talking Monstar Space Jam status, huh? I, I, yeah, yeah. I know what those words mean, but not in that order. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, we got a jam now. So, um, you saw the end of the game. Yes. That shootout goal by yes. Trevor Zegras. That was... I Like, I'm just so mad that you have Trevor Zegras because he's so good and he's so fun to watch and he's just going to terrorize... Like, once he puts the whole game together, he's going to terrorize, A, this whole stupid division. Like, <laughs> I just, I, like, as long as he keeps scoring against Vegas, like, that's fine. Okay. Like, I will enjoy that. So, Sarah and I were watching this game together, and as soon as Zegra started slow, remember what I said? He said, he's going to pull the string and score. Just watch. And what does he do? Yep. Yep. Called it. Because he had done that in rookie camp, and I said, oh, I know what's coming as soon as he started slow. He did it during camp. He also did it during the preseason game at the Pond, where he did the same slow movement, slowly going in there. Bam! Right there. Right in, right by Robin Leonard. And right then I thought, oh, the Ducks are going to beat Vegas finally. Only three victories against Vegas in franchise history. I'm like, they got him. They finally got him. Uh, and then they blew it in the shootout. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah, then Nicholas Roy. Wah. Wah. Sorry. It's Wah. Yes. Roy is an Ontario Reign player. Wah is a Vegas player. Yes. I, we're cleared up now, yes. right? Okay, that's good. Got it. Whew. Well, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is one more aspect I want to talk about on this game before we talk about, you know, other ancillary stuff. But, you know, we got to talk about betonline.ag. Uh-huh. You know what no one's been watching, apparently? The Buffalo Sabres? The Buffalo... Well, ah. No one's been watching the World Series. Obviously. We have, we have a lot of baseball friends. Yeah. You know how many tweets I've seen about the World Series? None. None. Maybe, like, one or two. Right, because it's it. garbage. Yeah, but hey, if you want to bet against the Astros, because, oh. you know, Southern California, we yeah. hate the Astros around here. Obviously. Then they go to bet online. But, you know, where it's at, right? I mean, it's all the hockey. Yeah, clearly. They, they could have made a fortune on the Buffalo Sabres games. Right. They could have made a fortune. Yeah, just keep betting for them, and then you'll probably get some money back. Yeah, probably. So head over to betonline.ag. And use promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. I'm not going to do math today. No, thank you. Too tired. Yes. The math I did today was 26.2. That's but horrible. anyway, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Sarah? Eat responsibly. <laughs> well, let's tell them. Gamble responsibly. Don't bet on who? Who should they not bet on? Evander Kane. Wow. Ooh, that's an evil smile, folks. That's it, folks. Good night. <laughs> they should also not bet on the Arizona Coyotes. Yikes. Or the Chicago Blackhawks. God. I don't think, I still don't think they've held a lead this season. Mm, they did a little bit. Okay, fine. Just today, though. Okay, fine. But. But they still lost. Obviously. Obviously. So don't bet on the Chicago Blackhawks. 
All right, we're going to come back after the second intermission, and we're going to talk about moral victories and such. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to episode number 414 of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. This is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Also part of the Locked on Podcast Network <laughs> is Sarah Avampato from Locked on LA Kings and Locked on NHL Western Conference Wednesdays. Hello. Howdy. Yeah, there it is. Okay. I, I was waiting for that Keeping one. Keeping you on your toes. Toes. My toes hurt yep. right now. So, you and I had a conversation about this earlier tonight after the Ducks lost their sixth game in a row. Hey, twinsies. Twinsies. Misery loves company because guess who else has lost six in a row? Yeah, me, personally. (laughs) You know who both of our lousy teams play next? The lousy Montreal Canadiens. The lousy Montreal Canadiens. There's a preview up with Laura Saba on Locked on LA Kings. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about tonight's game. The Ducks didn't give up. They were down by three with about 10 minutes left. And there were some fans kind of already celebrating in the stands going, oh, we got this one wrapped up. And there was a very interesting post-game interview with Kevin Shattenkirk with the Ducks color man, Dan Wood. And I got to say, Kevin Shattenkirk is very well-spoken I would love to hear more interviews with Kevin Shattenkirk. And you made the good point that he's done this his whole career. Yeah, I feel like just in general when he's done like media after games and then I feel like he is one of those guys who whenever his teams have not been in the playoffs, sometimes he winds up on TV doing kind of analysis and stuff. And I've just every time I've heard him talk about the game. I feel like he a has a very honest perspective about it. Like in the interview we were listening to, he just flat out said like, yeah, we were terrible at the beginning of the game. Like just admitted it. You didn't beat around the bush. And I think we've all heard, you know, interviews with players where the team was clearly terrible and they're just completely all the phrases I can think of. That we can't say here. Yeah. But like, just, they're just trying to make it something it isn't. And you just want someone to come out and say, yeah, we stunk. (laughs) And, you know, Shattenkirk very openly was like, yeah, we were really bad and turned it around. And I I feel like his honesty is refreshing for hockey players being interviewed post game or, you know, between periods or whatever. Um, And he's doing well this season, which is definitely not a thing that. Which I think also sends a message to the rest of the team. Like, Mm -hmm. God, it wasn't just me. Like, we all sucked. Right. In that first period. I mean, you saw the differential in shots and shot attempts i put up a tweet saying this is bad right like (laughs) that that chart was bad right yeah the chart was bad the heat map was terrifying yeah like bad bad just all bad so for kevin shattenkirk to kind of call out the team a little bit i hope they were listening to Mm -hmm. that i hope they hear that and send a message to the canadians on sunday because six losses in a row is a lot i don't want to see seven in a row which brought up the topic that we talked about, moral victories. Is it okay to have moral victories for this Ducks season? And you said maybe it is because the Ducks had no expectations mm-hmm. coming into this season. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's one thing to be a team that, you know, like 
the Vegas Golden Knights should not be having moral victories, essentially, because they are, even though they're not great right now, they're still a team that you look at them and you're like, this on, team can do something. On paper, they're good. Right. Yeah. Or like the Avalanche, who have been kind of weirdly struggling a little bit. They're a team that, you know, there there is no pride for them in we outshot, you know, whatever team 40 to 20 and we still lost. Like for mm-hmm. them, come on. But for teams, I think, that are in sort of the middle of a rebuild or that are struggling, and especially for teams that I can speak for the Kings, like have historically kind of struggled to get the puck in the zone and actually generate any offense for sustained amounts of time in those games where you're like, ah, well, we, we lost, you know, three to two, but we sure did outshoot them like double. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you can see progress from your team. You can see them. An attempt was made. It just, they just, or sometimes it's like, wow, the team sure did put up 50 shots on this goaltender no one's ever heard of before who shut them out. Like, that's bad. You, you don't want that. But it is at least you can put some stock in, like, we just came up against this kid, like, that's just hot right now. Yeah. But we, you know. But in the case of the Ducks, they went up against Robin Leonard. Yeah. Who is a pretty veteran goaltender. Yeah. I. I consider this one of the biggest moral victories of the Ducks' young season because mm-hmm. I've said this time and time again. These guys are young. They're super young, except for Shattenkirk and Getzloff mm-hmm. and Henrik and a couple other guys. But this is a massive learning experience for the Ducks. They're still learning. I don't want to say how to win. They're learning how to finish games. Yes. That's what yeah. it is. Because every single, like recently, they've been in it. They've also blown some late mm-hmm. leads. I look, oh, I mean, yeah, I'm going to bring this up, Ducks fans. I'm sorry if I'm going to do this. I have to bring up the Winnipeg game. They had the game in their hands, and they lost that lead. It's a one-goal loss. The one on Thursday was a one-goal loss. The one on Friday was a one-goal loss. Last Saturday against the Wild, another one-goal loss. You see a theme here. They blew that late lead against Edmonton. You can have as many one-goal losses as you like, they're still losses, but these are moral victories, and those are the kind of losses that I would rather have instead of getting blown out by five or six goals every game like certain other teams in the NHL right now because at least the Ducks have held leads, and at least the promise is there. And Zegers is coming around, and so is Troy Terry, finally, among other players. Yeah. 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 And anything else you want to add that I haven't said yet? Um, no. No. We're good? I think we're good. I think we're good. So, Ducks fans, I implore you. It's a young season. This Ducks team was supposed to be a lottery team. Mm-hmm. They, they're they not supposed to be a playoff team. If they somehow are in it with a week to go, hey, it'll be fun hockey. But the expectations for the Ducks were low this season. So, maybe enjoy these kind of games where they come back. For what it's worth, they got a point in Vegas. Yeah. But the Ducks have still only won three games against the Vegas Golden Knights. That's a beautiful statistic. That's a horrifying statistic. (laughs) So instead of looking ahead to Sunday's game, uh, we have a couple other news and notes that we have to take care of. Yes. Uh, We talked about the Raquel injury. Uh Uh-huh. We have to talk about the rumor that we heard today. Oh, gross. So we'll get to those very quickly, which blew my phone up. As I was running, 
that it's reported that Jack Eichel is going to be traded to the, well, as of right now, reports, initial reports, are that the Vegas Golden Knights and the Buffalo Sabres are close to a deal for Jack Eichel, but the Ducks are still making a push. Kind of funny that those two teams met Friday night, the same day that that rumor came out. Isn't that a little strange? Interesting. Yeah, the plot thickens there. I feel like the Ducks are still kind of in it, but again, moral victories. Vegas is still a good team, but does it feel like Vegas is kind of on the downslope a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Especially with Mark Stone is hurt. mm -hmm. Pacioretty, I think, is still out. Mm Mm-hmm. If they make the, if they swing and make this trade for Eichel, Eichel is obviously going to be out for a while, right? And there, there's no way they're going to get out of this trade without sending major assets back to Buffalo. So you're going to bring on on Jack Eichel, and I feel like the names we've been hearing have been Shea Theodore and Alex Tuck, yep, who could go the other way, one or both of them, whatever. Like Vegas without, I mean Vegas without Shea Theodore, they're done. They're like he's. Like, He's almost the heart and soul of that defense, right along yeah. with Petrangelo and Martinez. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I would love seeing Shea Theodore not in the Western Conference anymore. <laughs> he just is really, really good. How do you think Ducks fans feel? I just, I feel like I would cry every day. Yeah. So, like I said, how do you think Ducks fans right. feel? Right, right. But the Ducks, should they make this trade? Should they swing for the fences here? I mean, at this point, why the heck not? Like, do they, I guess the question is, do they have the assets? Like, because I feel like the rumor still is Buffalo wants, like, the a whole world. Guy. Yeah. They, they want a couple prospects. Yeah. I feel like every, every report is basically, like, the amount of things Buffalo wants is just disgusting. It is. <laughs> and I think at this point, they're going to have to settle for the fact that they're not going to get the world. They're not going to get what they wanted. But if you're the Ducks... Why not? Right. You may as well. Yeah. And you'd have a three-headed, mon- well, later on, a two-headed monster of Jack Eichel as your first-line center and Trevor Zegras as your second-line center. That is a two-headed mm-hmm. monster if you ever saw one. And all of a sudden, the Ducks would kind of, I don't want to say an embarrassment of riches, but they'd have two of the top centers in the game. Yeah. And they'd be much more competitive. Yep. Um. John Gibson might not want to, like, hunt his teammates quite so much every night. <laughs> they owe him a steak dinner. They owe him, like, six steak dinners. <laughs> that game, that first period was terrible. I would have, this is why I can't be a goalie, because I would just punch someone, probably. <laughs> I don't have the, like, temperament for it. I'd be really mad all the time. I'd be Jonathan Quick, only less flexible. Or you'd be, like, dare I say, Jonathan Bennington. I wouldn't shake my stick at someone. I would hope not. Like, he's... Or, sorry, Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Wow, I screwed that up. Bennington's a whole other... He's a piece of work. Yes, he is. But that whole rumor, I feel like we had to address it at least somewhat because it could go down in the next 24 to 48 hours. So by the time you hear this, it might well be Vegas. <sighs> that gets Jack Eichel. That would piss off all the California fans. Everybody. It would piss off, like, everybody. It would. Who like? No one likes Vegas. Vegas likes Vegas. Well, other than them. They're like... No, I'm not going to say it. No, 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 no. We're going to move on from what I was going to say. Okay, cool. <laughs> Which is going to be horrible. Okay. Um, one more note. Yes. I mentioned Vinatieri 
is up with the goals. You know who else is with the goals? Mason McTavish. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is nearing a return. He is on a conditioning assignment with the San Diego goals as of current. Uh, he can be there for a maximum of 14 days. I do not expect him for the whole 14 days. I expect him to play a couple of games, maybe one next weekend if he still needs it. But, you know, the Tucson series and maybe next weekend against the rain, I think. That could be fun. Yeah. Legit, though, like, how did he... You're, like, six games into the season. What happened to him? Um, He got injured. Well... Like, like everyone else. How dare they? Yeah. He's I'm... just a child. <laughs> but he's a good player. I mean, he scored in the first game of the season. Yeah. And look how well that turned out. Yeah. Do you think they're keeping him? This is a whole other podcast, but I just want to know now. Do you think <gasps> that they're keeping him? Ooh. Or is he going to go back to the wherever he came from? No, they're keeping him. Okay. He's he's too good. Mm-hmm. Way too good. But I feel bad for Max Jones. That's the player that I feel the worst for. Yeah. Because he was really coming along, and now he's out for the season. Womp. Yeah. But, yeah, McTavish, I think, should be with the Ducks. Absolutely. I think we took care of everything, right? I think so. Yeah. It's a good way to close out the week. Mm-hmm. This late night Friday edition. Mm-hmm. I wanted to keep it late night because I have a bit of personal news. That So the reason why the late podcast tonight, one, I wanted to talk about the Vegas game. Two, I had begun to hear rumblings about the Eichel thing. Actually, my phone rang before the initial tweet went out. So, But I was running. I was running 26.2 miles because you're shaking your head. But I'm I'm proud. I'm it's so many miles. I'm proud that I'm officially going to be in the New York City Marathon. Yay. Yay. So I'm I'm excited about that. I've done the Boston Marathon, I've done Chicago Marathon. I've not done New York yet. It'd be nice to knock that one out of the list. Mm-hmm. That's like twenty three more miles than I ever would want to go. Hey, it's a world major marathon. Yeah. I mean it's a big deal. So that's where I was earlier today instead of all the rumors and crap going on. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm proud. He was actually on the phone with Bob Murray trying to, like, no, orchestrate, no, don't start this. orchestrate some kind of trade, like, being, but, but you know, you didn't hear that from me. Shh. Don't tell him that. She's only kidding, folks. Is she? No, don't give that look. Anyway, um, good great way to end the week thank you for coming on as always i'm very much appreciative yeah good times yeah yeah we're gonna see the canadians tomorrow it could be sad yeah it could be but hey misery loves company yeah you'll get a little preview of what's coming your way yeah yeah good luck thank you good luck to you too i hope tyler to fully scores on you wow Okay, we're going to end this now before before fighting words happen. Uh, Sarah can be found online. Uh, she covers the Hurricanes for Canes Country, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she also has her line to the throne substack, which she has to write once in a while. Yeah, she'll, she'll get back to it eventually. When the mood strikes me. Yeah. You can find her on Twitter at Ride Said Sarah. That's W-R-I-T-E, Said Sarah with an H. And you can find her podcast at Locked on LA Kings. And Locked on NHL Pods is Locked on NHL. Did I forget anything? Uh, no. No. Okay. Now you do me.
Oh, geez. Uh, Locked on Ducks, of course, available wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you're subscribing. If you're new, if this is your first time listening, I promise that the show isn't always this weird. Uh, but make sure you're subscribing to the show. LO underscore Ducks on the Twitters. Yes? Yes. Not at me? Okay, thank you. Um, and then you can also find your lovely and charming host at StimpyJD on Twitter, uh, where I feel like you talk about things and stuff. Yeah. And make sure you keep listening to this show for more things and stuff all about the Anaheim Ducks and the San Diego Gulls. Yes. And... The goals got their first victory. They did. Good job. Good job, San Diego. That's the other reason this came out late, is I wanted to see what San Diego did. And they beat up on Tucson. The goals had goals. The goals had goals. And congrats to Jack Bedini. First professional goal. So got to give a shout out to Jack Bedini. Congratulations. Goals, goals. And shout out to Alex Limoges. I know his family listens to the show. So got to give the shout out to Alex Limoges for having a very good game on the goals' first victory. I'll give the shout out again next Thursday for Locked On Goals. That's awesome. So once again, thank you all for listening. And thanks for making this the most listened to month of this podcast. Yay, good job. Yeah, thank you. So thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Cool. Ducks fly together. <laughs> for Locked On <laughs> Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. I'm not going to look at you. This is Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good weekend. Please be kind to one another. Be safe out there and ducks fly together. Quack, quack, quack. Quack.